Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. So, um, it's been a while since I did a life update episode, and um, since I talked about the regular stuff,、uh, so I guess today I'll combine both, where I do a little bit of life updates, and then I'll go through my life and try to analyze it as usual. But 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 there's gonna be a huge difference, which is that today I'm not gonna be oozing misery. <laughs> I'm not gonna be so negative. I'm not gonna be so judgmental. I might be critical, but、um, it's it's because I'm generally feeling、um, happy, or let's say at least feeling at peace and not triggered. So that's a good thing, isn't it?、Uh, and let me. Where should I start? All right, I guess I should start with the live update, which is that since I recorded the vicious cycle of invalidation episode,、um, that episode actually helped me clarify what was in my mind at, at the time, and then I quit my job very shortly because after the episode and after writing down some things and after just going through what happened,、um, I. I realized that my new company was being quite deceptive, and they just didn't tell me the truth of what I was, why they hired me.、Um, so they kept a lot of empty promises, and basically, I was just, I wasn't getting what I wanted, what I was looking for, and what I was promised that I would get. So, and.、Um, Going through my thoughts and going through the evidence, I decided that it's not worth waiting for them to eventually be good. <laughs> so yeah, very shortly after that episode, I I quit my job,、um, and and、um, that was that.、Um, I I wouldn't say that it was the best decision, but I would just say that it's 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 very mixed because. Um, I really wish the、uh, the job would work out, and that my life here at the city would also in the city would also work out. Obviously, but now that now that I quit,、um, I also had extra time to do what I wanted to do. Although, you know, it's really scary. I I do I do keep a journal, and I write since twenty twenty three. I've been writing eighty、uh, percent of. Of the time, I mean, of every day. So, I would write four out of five days.、Um, so that's pretty good because in the past、uh, I would only write maybe two out of five days or so. So that's really good. Except, except even when I do that, I still cannot remember what I what I'm doing half of the time. So most of the action in my life、um, became. It's actually in 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 the emails I get, let's say when I or in the messages I get. So I, that's how I keep track of my life right now. So it's really sad.、Um, in other words, it's not like I have to record every single thing that I'm doing. It's just that time moves、uh, so fast and things are so fleeting. And、um, even when I could be enjoying cooking a meal. Uh, even when I was tr- truly happy eating my meal、uh, or doing grocery shopping or whatever it is, somehow like I I just can't remember stuff. <laughs> I can't recall what I was doing every day, and so so it's really really scary because then 
it just seems like um wow it's been another two months or so and i'm not really going anywhere and um yeah there's no evidence that i've really lived so it's quite bad isn't it and plus i don't I, I don't take a lot of pictures, I don't do selfies, and I don't, I don't even know what to do now, so, <laughs> okay, no negative self, okay, so the point is just that, yeah, so I had a lot of free time since I quit my job, and uh, every day I feel really busy, and I feel like there are so many things I have to do, for example, I was gonna, I was gonna learn German, I was gonna apply to stuff, I was gonna write, I was gonna do the podcast, and I end up just doing very little of what I wanted to do. Uh, I wouldn't say that it is unfulfilling, but um, I guess maybe a, good, a, a better way to interpret this is just that I am happy, and that's why time just passes so quickly without me noticing, and before I realize, it's already another day. So let's just give it that <laughs> um, as as um, the explanation. All right, but then after I quit, there were two things in my life that really uh, validated my feelings, and and I just I just feel like I was I actually made the right choice in my life, and so that's that's really really good. Um, so the first thing has to do has to trace back to uh, has to be traced back to last July, which is when I quit my well when I uh, when the contract for the toxic job uh, ended, and at that time I decided to go for a health checkup, um, and uh, the results came back. There are a few really bad items one of them required um a tiny operation and i was really shocked because i i just i feel all right it's just it's one of the things where there's no symptom or anything um and yet and yet the um the doctor was saying look uh you you have to do this operation and it's gonna be quick it's gonna be done with anesthesia and uh we're gonna arrange it for you next week how about that? And so, so it was just, it was, it seemed to be quite a routine thing for, for your doctors to do it. And it seems a, a bit common. It's not that rare and it, there's nothing to worry about. It's not like a, uh, the, the kind of thing where I need a whole date, uh, booklet or something to, to look at the, the details of the surgery. It was just like a simple surgery that would be done in half an hour or so. Um, and the doctor was about to make the appointment and he was just like, okay, so for the appointment next week, you're gonna need to take some blood tests today and do some tests um, somewhere, uh, just so that you could do the surgery next week. <laughs> and then everything just happened really fast. Um, I, I haven't even let the, the fact that I needed the surgery uh uh, sunk in and and already I'm gonna make an appointment for a piece of my meat to be uh cut out <laughs> essentially that's what it is so so um it's just incredibly um rushed I feel and uh, I wasn't feeling comfortable yet you know I'm the kind of person who has to give it a lot of time to go through what happened to review perhaps what what contributed to this this health condition 
And uh, I just I just cannot make that decision on the spot right there. And plus, I was living in the tiny town. And so I didn't want to do a surgery in the town where I knew no one. And I didn't want to feel tired and exhausted and just feel bad when I when I was living in town. So then I decided I told the doctor, look, I'm going to go home and think about it. Of course, I'm going to say, OK. But then he said it. He said, you're going to have to do the surgery. There's no choice. Something like that. So then um, there is this rebellious part of me that was just I was just skeptical. And I thought, why is it that he had to rush? Um, and why was he so eager for me to, to do it? And anyway, I had a lot of bad ideas coming up. And I thought maybe it has something to do with funding and all that. Uh, there's no proof for that. It's just because I didn't want to do the do the surgery. I didn't want to go through it. So I was just thinking... Um, uh, I was just making up stories. In any case, I went home um, and I I went to my, you know, I, I went into a deep dive on, on the internet uh, looking up other people's experience with this condition and also how they found the, the procedure and uh, just how um, if there are other options, right? And it seems to me that there are other options and that it's just that in, in our country, um, people go through medical treatments really, really quickly. The medical decisions are made really fast. And um, in a way, it's because the medical system or healthcare system is just quite well developed, uh, as in you could just walk into, walk into a clinic and... Uh, as if you're buying water or some drinks or something, so so it's it's as easy as that. And so I could I could tell that um, the doctor has been working under this culture in this culture for maybe his whole life, and therefore he finds it really um, there's no you don't have to doubt um, what the doctor is saying, and you, you should just trust him and go for it. And there's no big deal. He's probably done this procedure for a long time. Uh, but for me, it's different. I don't want my a part of me to be chopped up, um, and uh, and I think the recovery would take a month or so. So for me, it's not a life decision, and therefore I spent a lot of time just researching. Um, and then I decided to to go for the conservative way of dealing with it, which is to wait uh, another five months or so um, to to double check and to see if it's gone bad or if I um, if it's healed itself. So that's that's a decision I made. And of course, I wasn't 100% confident with this. I was, um, you know, from time to time, the, the word procedure, surgery and operation, all of these words just would just pop out uh, in my head. Even cancer would appear and... Um, I would feel really bad and there's always this background noise just uh, buzzing uh, telling me that you gotta take care uh, because if not you might have to really do the the go through the procedure um, so all this time like the key thing is just to keep up your immune system and to make make sure that you eat healthy you sleep well and all the commonsensical things that you should do so um so yeah, so it is a bit, it it is a bit painful to to know that you're sort of making a bet because um, I think what happened 
what happens is that about half of the people would actually go through and do the procedure and about half wouldn't do it. And then of the half that wouldn't do it, um, after half a year or so, they the situation, I think, of the half that don't do it, um, about 60 or 70 percent, it will get better. But there is also a small chance that it will go, uh, it will get worse. So in any case, there's this, there's definitely a an element of betting in this whole thing when I decided to not do it. And, um, and I can't really do, I can't, there's no medicine or anything to really help with that. It's just that you got to keep healthy. That's it. And so you would never know what uh, if you've made the right decision until half a year later, which was this year, right? So, by the way, like my mind, um, I've been like initially I was just thinking, you know, I'm just not in the place to do a procedure right now. I'm gonna have to wait until I feel better and I'll do it. But then, as time passes, uh, and then from time to time, I would check on the papers and all the articles and people's experiences. Um, I just I would collect more evidence and then I would uh, become more confident with my decision to not do it. And uh, eventually I, I, I thought to myself, heck, like I, I'm, I should be in control. I don't want to go through this. I'll be responsible for the consequences. And once I make sure that I will be totally responsible, then um, so what if the doctor suggested I do it? Right. And so there was a, a point when I finally um, sort of confirmed or affirmed my own uh, decision and I was then positively reaffirming my decision every day uh, later on. Instead of just avoiding a thing and pretending that it didn't exist, I mean, there was a point where it turned into a positive reaffirmation and um, that felt really, really good. It felt really empowering and I think I'm using empowering in the right, in the right way. Um, so anyway, then the time came about well, in February, that I still had to do a follow-up just to see if I made the right decision. And it turned out that I was right, that I didn't have to go through the procedure and things were okay. That, um, I mean, if I had gone through the uh, with the procedure, it might have been become okay in <laughs> in just a week or so. But after a few months of uh, resting and just giving my body a lot of time um, to heal and just uh, living healthy in general, I I really um, I got rid of the thing that was not supposed to be in my body, and so and so I I'm really I'm really, really grateful and I'm really happy and um, and I thought a lot about this. I thought. And I feel validated. That's the whole point of this. Uh, I feel really validated by myself and by my ability to just do the proper research and to um, make a choice and um, an affirmation of my choice later on. So it's a it's a multi step process. Um, Okay, granted, it's not it's not a big deal kind of thing. I mean, it's not really cancerous or anything like that. so the risk, I would say, wasn't exactly that big. But still, for me, this is the very first time that I was told I had to get a surgery done. So it's still a big deal for me. And um, I'm glad that I didn't have to go through it and that my change in life 
you know, just just eating more healthy and sleeping better and exercising more. Um, all of these things had um, helped things out. And so I just feel really validated by myself. And uh, it just feels good that, well, for, for one, I don't have to do the operation. And then for another, that um, I am capable of being the judge of my own body. So I think uh, this whole process... Um, this change of, of thinking about it and, you know, from being in doubt, being skeptical and being a bit scared to um, reaffirming my own choice. I think this whole mental process also shifted to other areas in life. I feel like um, I've always, although I don't like to admit it, but I think if you put me in society and you do some sociological research, I think I would be... There are many, you know, there are many aspects in life where I would be clinging to authority. I am more or less still the teacher's pet. I'm more or less still the um, the the person who would need to need a lot of reaffirmation from external sources. I need people's validation. I need people to tell me that you're on the right track. Uh, and before I do it, make a decision before and after I make a decision, I often have to double check with a lot of people and talk to friends and just get their opinions on things and just to see if I'm doing the right thing or not. And so, um, Ultimately, I think I am. I, I I think in part it is um, due to lack of confidence, but also it has to do with authority, or rather, um, I am used to seeking permission to do stuff in general, um, and and that definitely has to do with um, believing in an uh, in an external authority, uh, someone who might be more experienced than I, uh, or someone who. Um, just anyone else who has the who has made the same decision, then that would make me feel better about what I'm doing, and and so that's really sometimes it helps, right? For example, in the medical case, I, it really it was important to get the actual statistics on that, so that that was useful. But I feel like um, I overdo it, and I've always sensed that I've overdone it, um, and. Um, so, so yeah, this is the very first time the, you know, not listening to doctor, it, it feels like a big thing where, um, where I wouldn't, would, I would never have done that before. And this is the first time I'm doing it. And I feel like it's a good change. I think it's the, um, after this, I would be more confident in, uh, just trusting my, my guts and just making, decisions based on what I feel like doing at the moment instead of going through layers and layers of analyses and not moving forward in life and just finally making a decision and and then bam you're still wrong afterwards right so so yeah instead of that I'm just gonna go with my guts and um just not necessarily trust everyone else um when it's when yeah when they're not necessarily more authoritative than you are and I okay I don't know if this is logical but but since I could overwrite a authoritative figure's decision namely the doctor's decision I feel like well I should have the power to overwrite most other people's decisions um if I don't feel like they're right right so 
So yeah, that's a really big step. And of course, the fact that the results turn out to be good for me, that just feel very incredibly uplifting and validating. So it's a, it's a really good feeling that I haven't had in, in a while, right? Um, yeah, I wonder if people do this because I've always, uh, you know, decision making. That's always been my area, in, in, being the area that I'm curious about. I mean, do people seek validation or, sorry, permission to do things often or do they just go for it? I think most people just go for whatever they're looking for and they don't really do so much thinking, uh, which I, I now think is actually a good thing because, yeah, in my experience, you could do a lot of thinking and you end up just, um, well, being being wrong and... Um, or you could follow a lot of advice and you could compile what you think to be the best solution to your situation. But then, bam, you're still wrong, right? You could look at all the objective data. You could look at all the reviews and yet you could still make a wrong decision. Um, so it really has to do with how you're feeling um, internally. I think that that's more important. So... Um, so yeah, that's one big point of feeling validated in my life right now. Um, another area, and this is also quite, quite, quite liberating, um, is that in, well, maybe two weeks ago, uh, out of the blue, I decided to go to a dance club. So I rarely do this. I think the very first time, it was almost 10 years ago in college that I did it. It was with a roommate and we danced the entire night. Uh, it was just, it was pretty fun. Um, but I don't remember how I felt about it. It was just a one night experience. And then the second time, it was probably last year when I was in Germany and I just went with a bunch of people I met at the hostel and then we went together and that was it. It was also, it was okay. Um, and then the third time, it was two weeks ago and I was just walking on the streets and I saw the club and I decided, oh, the music seemed good. So I went inside um, and um, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it's not it's not exactly the problem of the club or the music i i think it's just that the vibe wasn't what i was seeking um and why would i say this is validating well it's because this is the time this was the time when i actually gave all of myself i was just like crazy dancing like crazy the entire time i danced for three or four hours straight and when people were just uh sitting around and um smoking or i don't know what they were doing um i was the one who danced the entire night and i, I really wanted to enjoy it i really it's not like before when I was sort of a voyager or like someone who's just looking and someone who is just following the other people and who is a tag along person. This time it was just me and I decided to go in there and I decided to um, give it my all. But somehow I just didn't enjoy it that much. And it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a waste of time, but you sort of, I was, I was, not entirely sober, but I was um, good enough that I could observe a lot of things. And then I realized that, oh, this is the general dynamic of, uh, of such a thing, of a, such a club. So then why is this validating? Well, you know, this has to go back to just college time. So I don't know if you can tell, but in college time, I was definitely the quietest person on 
the entire campus. I'm not the kind of person who who parties at all. And one of my biggest regrets in my life was is exactly that that I didn't have um, that much let's say, conventional fun uh, in college or in high school even. Um, and I rarely partied. I mean, I could count on one hand and um, I didn't really drink or I didn't, I didn't do the usual things that you would think a regular college student would do. Um, and it was just natural for me at the time because I was just trying to do the academic stuff. I was trying to uh, pass my classes. That was my main focus. I spent a lot of time shopping around, looking at the courses, etc., etc. Um, and then I realized that looking back, I think that was the time when I really didn't um, have have much fun. It wasn't the kind of college experience that you hear or you see on TV or you hear people talking about. Um, no, not at all. So, so yeah, that was one of the tiny regrets in my life. And um, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You could just think of the what ifs, right? Um, until until two weeks ago when I went to the dance club um, and I, I realized that I was probably right to not do this uh, in college. Uh, it probably would have been boring after two or three times and um, I might not have done well in classes and uh, it's just it's just very incredible how a thing you do now could validate yourself that was 10 years ago right Um, so I think I mentioned in one of the episodes one of the very early episodes how you could rewrite your memory. And I think this is what I was doing effectively. I rewrote the whole memory of my college time because I used to, when I had the regret uh, lingering, I used to just paint it as a boring time when I had no life and um, just sort in a way even wasted my time not having enough uh, fun. Um, But now looking back, I think... I wouldn't say that I'm proud of uh, what I did before or what I didn't choose to do, but at least the regret is gone. Like I, I don't regret um, not having spent that much time just partying and going out and socializing. I think I, I'm happy um, to to just be that way right now. Like whatever I did, I think it was good. So yeah, that's incredibly validating, uh, although it may have come a little bit late, too late, but it's very validating and it is just very satisfying and uplifting. So I told you, I told you, this is going to be a happy, positive episode, didn't I? Um, so yeah, two things, you know, I rewrote my memory of my college time because of a random um, decision to, to do some partying and then... Um, yeah, the choice to not listen to the doctor and um, trusting my own guts, um, that was also quite liberating. So that's that. That's my feeling of um, being validated. So what else could I say? So yeah, so these are quite important. I feel like um, these are two important lessons that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep in my life. So now um, what's going to happen now is that I suppose I suppose eventually I still have to find a job. And now this is an area where, yeah, I am incredibly um, 
uh, not confident in this area where I have so many doubts and I really don't know how to make the best decision with regards to finding a job or to build up a career and all that. And um, the thing is, I used to think that uh, as long as you can bring food to the table, it's a good job. But uh, from my past experience, I saw that that's not true. Uh, it could be a really horrible workplace. Even if the pay wasn't bad, it wouldn't make up for, let's say, becoming unhealthy. And so, so there's always a give and take, right? And I have no idea. Like now that now that I've quitted all of my jobs, I have no idea what kind of mental model I should adapt in thinking about this and how how I should go about this. Um, and where I should just go, I think. So that's my next task. And um, I'm going to keep working on it by doing what I don't know, doing a little bit of reflection, a little bit of writing, although I did that already and it didn't quite help. Uh, but most importantly, I think, well, I know I'm just going to move to another country and then see if there are opportunities there or I would get inspired um, just by being in another place physically. I think it really does help. Um, and um, so we're going to see. I'm going to move pretty soon in two or three months or so. In the meantime, I have given up looking for a short-term job. No one's going to hire you when <laughs> you're just here for two months or so. So I'm going to have to use my time more wisely. Um and that's the plan for now. So that's my life update. I quit my job and I feel good. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, so that's about it. And um, I hope you all have a great, great week. Thank you. Bye bye.